Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How many fish in our stringer? How many points on our buck? How many feathers in our bag? That's how we keep score around here. Sportsmen and women of all skill levels. Let's disconnect from the day-to-day grind and stay connected to the outdoor activities that you and your family love. This is the Doug Pike Show, brought to you by American Shooting Centers, the largest non-military shooting facility in Texas, and by Carter's Country, guns, ammo, and hunting stuff for more than 60 years. Now, here's Doug Pike. I think we're ready. Are we ready? I can't hear myself. This this little jack in here is not working again. Are you kidding me? Let me try it. No, 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 no. Yes, no. This thing's got problems again. Unbelievable. I'm going to have to go to the other microphone. Hold on a second. Let me go try. Yeah, I can hear that. I can hear that. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. This is way... Oh, Adam. So if I go back over there, you pushed another button, didn't you? So if I go over there, it's going to work this time, isn't it? Hang on. Nope, 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 nope. This thing's doing it again. It's got to be in these headphones or in this jack, but I don't know why. It worked perfectly yesterday. I'm going to have to move over here so that I can hear myself. I'm going to turn this microphone off. I'm going to leave that one on, and I'm going to bet you, man, there are gremlins in here somewhere. I don't know where they are, but they're here, and they're driving me crazy. Is that better, Adam? Now I can't hear you now. Oh, you sound great. Sorry. Oh, now I can hear you. you. Scared me to death there. Okay, now I've got to move a bunch of stuff before I can even start talking. Oh, holy cow. I am trying to figure out a way. Oh, you know what? Well, no, I don't have a long enough cord. I'm going to have to sit over here, I guess. Uh, I guess I will. I've got a long show to go today, and I've got, actually, I've got a couple of good guests coming up in a little while. Um, at 8.30, I listened I listened fresh in frustration this morning. I thought what I thought I was going to hear was a good and honest discussion. We talked a little bit about golf ball rollbacks yesterday. I wonder if I can use a different uh, adapter maybe and make this thing work. I'll do that during the break. Uh, let me throw this over here. There, that's out of my way now. I, I talked yesterday briefly about the ball rollback in golf, and this morning on the way in. I heard a similar discussion on the PGA Tour network between two pros, two or two professional instructors. I think one of the two people on the air had a professional career that didn't amount to much. But hey, anybody who made a living playing golf, I have the tr- the most 
the utmost respect for because that is a hard thing to do. And so I thought, good, they're going to talk about what we talked about yesterday, about how this doesn't really affect but a very small percentage of golfers and maybe there would be alternatives. And instead, from from the time they started the discussion, and it ended up being a, a, a poor, poor, pitiful me thing about the golf courses that are falling out of favor, these iconic courses around the world that just aren't getting the attention they deserve. And like, I, mean, I got news for you. 99.999% of the golfers in the world will never get to play any of the courses they mentioned. There's no reason for them to even want to go to those courses, except maybe if they win the lottery. We're talking about a, a just they just continue to make the sample size of evidence in favor of the rollback smaller when in fact what they ought to be doing is what I think the, the consensus yesterday amongst all of us was, hey, each manufacturer make two, maybe three balls for the pros and professionals only and then leave us alone. Leave our golf ball alone. This guy starts out, he said, yeah, back in the 1980s, the longest driver on tour was hitting at about 250, 260, something like that. Or maybe it was even 275, whoever, whatever. And now Roy McIlroy led last year at 326. Okay, good for Roy. If his golf ball's flying too far to let him go play some of these courses around the world that are, are have now been just brought to their knees by the fact that most of these guys hit at 300 and better, then change their golf ball, but don't change mine. So at, at 8.30, in, in ha- less than half an hour, uh, after the, it would be the second break of the program, I'm going to take that second break early, Adam, by the way, and remind me, please, because I don't want to make Hal wait, but I'm going to get Hal Sutton on the phone. I, I texted him when I got here in the office, and he said, you know, this is kind of short notice, right? And I said, yes, I greatly appreciate your time. He said, I can do it at 8.30. So he's going to join us at 8.30, and hopefully, ever so hopefully, we will. I, I'm just kind of curious to see to hear his thoughts on it. This is a guy who he won 15 events. I think it was 14 or 15 professional tournaments. He's got a major under his belt. He's got Ryder Cup under his belt. All of these things. I trust his opinion. I value his opinion, and I want to hear his opinion. And we will this morning at nine o'clock this morning. We're going to talk to a guy named Joe Gugino, who is coast at El Mar's. He, he is their conservation and community partnerships manager. He lives up in Boston, but don't take that, don't hold that against him. He's a good guy. He knows what he's doing in conservation. And they had one, one specific project I got wind of about, I don't know, about a month or two ago, or maybe a little bit longer than that even. And it, it's something that took place down in Mexico. And it just sounds, this is the type of, this is the type of type of commitment I think that almost all these companies that that participate and and sell into coastal communities they all ought to be throwing a little bit of money back at conservation and and trying to find uniquely new programs instead of just saying we support keeping plastic out of the oceans or we support uh, avoiding pollution being spilled into the water. Let's get granular. Let's let's start start researching and studying things that that are are a little more specific than keep the oceans clean. 
And we all want that, I would imagine. I can't imagine anybody who is for a polluted, dirty, lifeless ocean. That would make no sense. None whatsoever. I'm still I'm still irritated by this this microphone. Well, the microphone worked, but I couldn't hear myself. And I, I still, for the life of me, can't figure out what's wrong with that little thing because it worked perfectly yesterday. That's what bothers me the most, Adam. I got I got in here and I saw your light on in the in the room you're sitting in. I thought, good, everything's going to go smashingly well this morning after yesterday's little hiccup. And then off we go. I, I first rattle out of the box. I can't hear myself talking, which after yesterday. I could have lived without any. I, I could live for a couple of days without hearing myself talk. A couple of you probably wish I hadn't talked so much yesterday. I covered a lot of ground in that first hour, and it, mm, that was a long one. Oh, by the way, I mentioned yesterday this Washington, D.C. deer reduction program, manage whitetail deer populations, Mm-mm-mm-mm. support long-term protection, preservation, and on and on this I found the release and I brought it in this morning to kind of go over some of it with you so I could speak more more directly to what they're doing down there. Um, within this, they talk about within forest, well, I'm reading directly from it now, deer significantly reduce forest regeneration by eating tree seedlings and preventing them from growing taller and becoming saplings. Over time, this can degrade forest and the habitat they provide for other animals and plants. So they're going to, yeah, we kind of get that down here in Texas. That's why we have to remove about 350 or 400,000 of our deer every year. Back to their thing, the management of deer populations will allow for the restoration of native vegetation and landscapes. Good idea. Okay, yeah, you've got way too many deer. Our hill country has way too many deer still, but we're getting a little bit better with that. Several national parks in the Washington, D.C. area have approved and implemented deer management plans. Rock Creek Park has seen their tree seedling density more than double since beginning deer management in 2013. So they've been doing this very quietly up there. And if you, you can read this thing a hundred times, it's only one, two, three, four paragraphs and then some attributions at the end, something like that. Oh, that's, that's where the parks are. Never, never once does it mention using this opportunity where they really have to get in there and take a bunch of deer out. Not once does it say anything about how they're going to use this opportunity to encourage young people to take up hunting, to offer hunting pro- hunting opportunities to uh, special needs or handicapped or other well not handicapped what do they call it Dis- disabled people. I'm not I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm just I just don't want to be accused of saying the wrong word. People with disabilities, okay, and and there are so many people just who would they could. Boy, they could turn this into a real plus win, 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 win situation for everybody and everything involved. The trees would win. The deer population would win because the deer that don't get taken out are going to have more to eat. There's not one mention in here, by the way, that if they don't do this, nature will do it the way you and I have talked about a thousand times since I started doing this show. Nature, nature swings a mean fist. 
when the overpopulation starts up. And it only has two punches, disease and starvation. And either of them is perfectly capable of bringing a population back in line with its carrying capacity of its hab- the carrying capacity of its habitat. But man, oh man, is it ugly to watch. Man, that's horrible. Because not if well, I don't want to get, get up on this soapbox again. If if a hundred deer need to be taken out of a, a herd of a thousand, let's say, and those hundred deer aren't taken out, then all thousand of them get a little less food this winter. Get a little less food because it, it doesn't just it doesn't just starve or or sicken the exact number that need to come out. What it does it with disease, it would just sicken them all. And then the strong would survive and the weak would quit eating up all the food. NPS, what are they called? National Park Service initiated public process to create a plan, blah, blah, blah. Reduce the deer population to support long-term protection and restoration of native plants and a healthy and diverse forest. Great. Uh, in Maryland, Fort Washington Park, Fort Foote, Piscataway Park, I guess it is. I, that's a... A name I can't pronounce without hearing it once. Oxen Cove Park, Harmony Hall, Green Greenbelt Park. Boy, that's that's hitting close to home for the D.C. bunch, huh? And in Washington D.C. itself, someplace called Anacostia Park, Kenilworth Park, and Aquatic Gardens, Fort Mahan, Fort Dupont, Fort Davis, Fort 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 Fort, Fort Battery Carroll, and Shepherd Parkway. All of these places are overpopulated with deer because probably 10 or 20 years ago, somebody said, wow, we should we should stop dealing with these deer. They're, they're so pretty, and everybody likes to feed them, take care of them. Do what? Is he? I can't see that. Hold on. Let me see if I can. No, I can't. P- pop him up because I can't see it. Hey, Dave, what's up, man? Hey, you're, man, I agree 100%. You know, if you got too many cattle on your property, uh, you got to manage the herd. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Hey, uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Now, I can't wait to hear about, hear, listen here in a little bit to the, the golfer guys that you have on. Yeah, I think, I told you before, my Uncle Lewis, uh, well, he wasn't really a blood uncle, but my Uncle Lewis there, uh, right to the next ranch over from us over there, he would take us fishing, hunting, and show us how to grow hay, and we awesome. had to bale hay and everything. That's great, and then man. He ended up uh, being a groundskeeper for Panorama Golf Course, man. I'll be darned. Yeah. Hey, and I tell you what, man, how they get those greens as fine as they are on the uh, where they put at, you know, that yep. is uh, 
it's an art and technique. It is an art know? form, and the, the mowing patterns and the, the mowing of those greens is pretty special because they're they're mowing to. I want to say that the that the mowers can be set to like I want to say a sixty fourth of an inch. Then mm-hmm. and you can change it just that little bitty bit on those little bitty blades of grass, and it makes the ball roll differently. I'll be darned. Hey, it's the same thing kind of at a, a grass football field or a baseball field. You know, they, sure. them groundskeepers over there, oh, especially when they got a wreck the dirt at the baseball fields. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, oh, good. no, uh, I'm a, I'm a, hey, real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, when it, when it gets a little warmer, I'm going to go ahead to the Tech City dike, make a run around, and then come back and probably get me some shrimp and come on home. <laughs> warmer this spring or warmer today, Dave? Warmer today. Okay. <laughs> warmer Just wanted now. to check. Because <laughs> no, if hey, you're waiting for it, it to warm, really warm up, you're going to be a while. Hey, well, wait. I've got gloves. i got my deer skin gloves and oh, everything yeah, else I, I can fish with. I'll be ready. Go fish, Dave. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thanks, All right. Thanks, i got to take a little break here. On the way out, I will tell you all about Carter's Country. Carter's Country has four stores. They started in the 1960s, believe it or not. Hey, can you knock that call off, Adam? Can you? Yeah. Can you pull that down? His his phone line's still on. Yeah, I can't. I can't reach any of the buttons. Have you got him? I can still hear him. <laughs> can you? Oh, he's he's hearing the feed from the from the delay. Just turn it. Ah, oh, I can't reach the button to click him off. Hold on. I got him. I got him, I got him, I got him. There we go. There we go. Now that's better. Now I can only hear myself talking. Carter's Country, four stores, everything you could possibly need. If you are a hunter, a target shooter, a competitive shooter, or just somebody who likes to go plank and smell gunpowder in the air. I love that. I actually do. I I spent so much time around it now, it's almost intoxicating to be out there on a good hunt and have birds fly through and you get a few shots off or maybe at the rifle range when the when the air is just right and it's kind of wafting through there. Carter's Country will bring all those memories back for you. Get you a new rifle, a new shotgun, new handgun. They also have pre-owned guns there. They have excellent gunsmithing at all the stores. They have the range up there at the Treshwick store, which has everything you can imagine. Got sporting clays, trap and skeet. You, yeah, rifle and pistol from eight yards out to, I think it's 300 yards, maybe more. Carter's Country, one of my favorites for forever and ever. I, I had the opportunity to befriend Bill Carter, and, and I've known all the family members since, and they're still taking care of him and, and letting his legacy of taking care of us as hunters live on. Carter'sCountry.com, that's something... Bill didn't anticipate was the online stuff, but it's there. Technology is come and gone and is getting better every day. Carterscountry.com. This is Sports Talk 790. Houston Sports Online at Sports790.com. Back. Back to the Doug Pike Show.
sure to get a full dose of that in in case Rick's listening. He loves that classical music Rick Bice does. Welcome back to the Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. I have moved all the way to the end of the console, and I think I can kind of sort of halfway see what's going on. And the good news is, hold on, boy, I don't want to spill that coffee. i got to put that there. The good news is I think I'm going to be almost semi-halfway entirely functional from where I'm sitting now. And as, as I can show you by, oh, well, where's the mouse? Hold on. This is Oh, there it is. I'm going to go get John on the phone here. Got it. John, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning. Good uh, morning. Great day. And uh, go Texans. But, yes, sir. Uh, Boy, how about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that's something. Oh, I, my I gosh. I watched the replay for, the la- for all night. I just couldn't say I was so excited. But That guy dropped that pass on fourth down. and Oh, my God. I, and, I mean, that was, that was it right there. I knew we had it. There I just was. wanted to see how it was going to turn out, you know. Yeah, yeah, you me, you me both. Hey, uh, you, you know, when you were talking about, you know, like overpopulation deer and when people, you know, I, I used to live in New York City, you know, this is back in the 90s, so, you know, wow. back when it was a nice place. Yeah, sure. But, um, but, you know, like upstate is beautiful. And, and, you know, like Long Island and these places, you know, people don't hunt. And I've been there, yeah, I have. Complaining. Yeah, and, you know, people are complaining that, they can't grow flowers. They can't grow shrubs. They can't because the deer just eat all that stuff, right? And so, you know, sure. I mean, hunters have hunters have a role, and and you know, you have to thin it out. And and uh, but yeah, there's just I mean, they're just all over the place. From what I hear, I haven't been back there in a long time, and don't intend to, to be honest. But but uh, but I do love upstate, where uh, I mean, the vegetation is just beautiful up yeah, upstate up new york was gorgeous ball. i was up there with oh. field and stream the guy they they did an annual uh everybody on the masthead met up and we just had some good conversation about the direction the magazine was taking and and where we all wanted to yeah. see it go and we got to do some amazing fishing while we were up there too it was fun yeah you know like like uh like people you know including myself i might go up there to see this like upstate like when you get up there like woodstock and new Falls, yeah and those places i mean it's beautiful like in the fall like in october i'm sure when the leaves are turning you just see a sea of red and orange and uh it's it's just and it's just breathtaking and and uh and i love to go up there and the geese you know, like there's fields that are just all white with oh, yeah. <laughs> snow geese. I mean, it's almost like you walk up to them. By the time they get down here, they're so gun shy. But got up there, I mean, if, you know, you can just clean house if you want to. They're all and, there. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, like if you if you if you protect them, I mean, you're going to have other problems, and and uh, and you know, they got a lot of Lyme disease and stuff up there, and things too. That's so true. I know, you know, hunters have a role, and and uh, I think it's uh, important. And I just wanted to chime in on that. Well, so. the the hunter or the hunter does what what nature is going to do eventually. Hunters exactly. do it in in measured doses so that the overall herd remains healthy all the time. If you, you if go. you remove the the option to thin that herd every year and and wait until it becomes a real problem, if you don't step in and, and do something drastic, which is what they're going to do up there, when they could have just been letting finding some way to kind of like we do with our state parks, just manage a couple of weekends during the season when the park is closed to everybody but some hunters that are specifically brought in to thin that herd. 
then it would have been fine. But now they they've gotten themselves over a barrel and they got so many that they're they're hiring government snipers, government sharpshooters to go in and kill all those deer. It just it makes no yeah. sense. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, it's insane. It it really is. And and uh, well, it's you're right. government. I, yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, what is it? When Milton Friedman said, if they managed sand, we'd run out of the sand. You know I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Good point. All but, right. But, well, uh, John, thanks yeah. for the call, man. I appreciate thanks. it, buddy. I really do. Love the show. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Uh-huh. you Adios. Bye-bye. All right. Actually, what I want to do now is go ahead and, and get this break knocked out, Adam, because I've got Hal going to be on the phone here in a minute. I want to make sure we have time to cover the subject matter we're going to cover. On the way out, speaking of golf, Timber Creek Golf Club down there on the south side, FM 2351. Fantastic place to go on a day like today. It's had a couple of days to dry out from all that slop we had last week, and Today is going to be the last day that it's really, really pretty around here for a few days again. Going to get wet again tomorrow, 90% chance of rain. I don't know when it starts or stops, but I know there's none in the forecast today. So Timber Creek would be a good place to go. 27 holes, fantastic food once you're done. They got people driving around the whole time you're on the golf course, bringing you food and water and beverages and whatever else you can imagine you need. If you have trouble with your game, Check in with David Pilsner and his crew at the Timber Creek Golf Club Academy, located adjacent to the big old giant practice facility they have there. See if they can iron it out for you. TimberCreekGolfClub.com is a website. Big group, small group, they don't care. They're happy to have you all. TimberCreekGolfClub.com. We are Sports Talk 790. Are you ready? Listen online at Sports790.com. Now, more Doug Pike. I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way All right, we'll get this done. There he is right there, Adam. Outstanding. All right, welcome back to the Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. Greatly appreciate you listening this morning. I went back and, and tinkered. To the extent of my knowledge, which is very limited on that little headset jack, and I couldn't get it going. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to sit down here where I am right now and and plod forward. And on the way, let's see, let me get this button pushed. There he is right there. Welcome, Hal Sutton. How are you, sir? I'm fine. I'm glad. Yeah, I know it was short notice, and I appreciate it. But when I heard these guys talking this morning on the PGA Tour Network, I just, I thought... I got to get Hal's opinion on this. Hal Sutton, most everybody in this audience certainly knows who you are and what you've done. Good heavens, 15 professional wins. You got your major, you got your Walker Cup, your Ryder Cup, everything that I think most aspiring professional golfers would have on their bucket list. You rolled it back and and knocked it out of the park. What about this golf ball roll? Spit it out, Doug. What about this golf ball rollback, Hal? Where, Where are you on that? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't even know where I'm at. I, uh, I, <laughs> That's I, I fair. think the uh, there were no consequences, and the game got away from everybody. Okay. Uh, that's what I think. And uh, it got way out of hand, uh, made a bunch of golf courses obsolete uh, right. to the best players. You know, the one thing that people don't bear in mind, all this – uh, 
is dependent on swing speed. Right. And if you don't have a lot of swing speed, you're not going to get a lot of it, nothing is, you know, no new driver is going to really affect your distance. No. And uh, no rollback in the ball is going to really affect your distance. This is really only, I mean, of course, there are a lot of amateurs out there that have a lot of swing speed. So sure. it's going to affect them. But, you know, to an older guy or to a woman, not that much difference. Why then are they making this a universal change? Why not just ask each of the ball manufacturers to make two, maybe three balls for professional play and limit that rollback only to professional play? Well, uh, first of all, this isn't even taking place until January of 2028. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's and, not done yet. And there's a two-year... Uh, forgiveness if the ball is on the conforming list in 2027 you can play with that ball until 2030 so wow. they're, they're slowly walking into this <laughs> yeah okay that's a good point uh, you know i don't know uh it's i think it's too little too late only five percent these guys are physically in in a different league than yeah. we ever were we were told not to work out or do anything because it would hurt your game and obviously that wasn't true and we're seeing it now uh, who, who was telling you guys that schlitz and and budweiser <laughs> no. no but i mean you know just about everybody that had any part in the uh uh you know, I, doctors and everybody else. Sure. So, you know. So you got McElroy right now at, what, 326. 30 years ago, longest on tour, about 280. Then along comes Tiger and Daly and all the, these big, big bombers. Why Why are we – and this is what bothered me about the discussion this morning on the PGA Tour Network. They talked about, okay, we're going to talk about the golf rollback. And then most of the discussions I hear – Folks focus exclusively on the, the the iconic courses. You talked about that too. Can't they just tweak the course a little bit? Isn't it? Wouldn't that be easier than changing the ball? Well, they've been tweaking the golf courses, yeah. and it's costing the consumer billions of dollars. Okay. You know, and many of with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The obsolete, many of the, the famous golf courses are landlocked. They can't go back anymore. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, all of these tweaks, who does it cost? The yeah, average golf. Yeah, good point. And, you know, all these professionals, they hadn't paid for them. No. I mean, and it was me too. They hadn't paid for anything, and I don't know when. You sure. know, it's, it's 
all given to them. Right. So, um, you know, I, I'm kind of back in the real world now. You know, I mean, <laughs> no manufacturer cares about Hal Sutton anymore. <laughs> so, anyway, send you, uh, send you a cap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it's, mercy. Uh, Tough growing old. I care about you, Hal. I do, man. (laughs) Well, you know, as a golfer, you know, we spend our whole life trying not to be mediocre. And then as you age, uh, you got to learn how to live with mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Epps and I had that conversation a while back, too. He goes, Doug, I just can't hit it as far as I used to. I said, Welcome to the club, Charlie. You know, it's it's just how it is. So, how has the game changed, Hal? Other than other than the golf balls, how has the game changed in the past 15, 20 years? Well, it's changed a lot. You know, uh, there's I don't think there's nearly as much thinking anymore as there used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's wide open, bomb it as far as you can and wedge it on the green. And, yeah. you know, they've they've made architects have made chipping entirely too hard because uh, everything is cut so very tight around oh the greens. And, and, Drives me crazy. You know, if you don't hit the center of the green, it runs off the green 20, 30, 40 yeah. yards. Yeah. I mean, that's not the way we all grew up playing golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a complete departure. And, I mean, there's a chipping epidemic in the United States, right? Yeah, People I are, agree. You know, the, the old term Texas wedge is, is being used all the time now, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 yards off the green. Yeah, you're just and, putting. Yeah, that yeah that that I have seen for myself because and I too I'll bring that putter with me if I'm six eight yards off the green and unless there's some unless there's a sprinkler head between us I may go for that because I'm not I'm not a fan of tight lies especially in on damp turf I I'm just going to roll it over Ugh, scares me to death. Yeah, well that's because you don't play enough golf to know where the bottom of your arc is. At. You know I think you're right. <laughs> And that's true of most everybody other than someone making a living doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it out at the um, Shell Houston Open once. I went down to the – I was standing there talking to one of the, the pros from the club at Golf Club of Houston, and he, he said, I want to show you something. And we walked over to the little chipping area over there on the right side of the green – or the uh, driving range. And he said, do you see anything different? This was on Sunday morning. He said, do you see anything unusual over here? And I looked at it, and it just looked beautiful like it always did. He goes, look again. What's what's different? And I said, I don't, I don't see it. There was not one divot over there, not one divot. And these guys had been, been practicing and working over there for three straight days, and nobody had turned any turf over. I thought, man, you guys are good. You guys are really, really well, good. So how is your you – how is your – go ahead. No, well, no, no, there's no explanation needed there. Yeah, really. I mean, they they know where the bottom of their arc is. Yeah. So, How, how's the new course coming along? It's awesome. It oh, really boy. is. It's it's uh, there's nothing in Texas like it actually, mm. and uh, it's you know it was mined for sand and gravel 130 years ago, and it's just it it looks like Scotland when you're oh, out wow. there. So well, I would love a, I would love a map and an opportunity to see it under construction because I've I've had the unique some semi unique opportunity as somebody who's not involved directly in construction of golf courses to see a couple of them in that stage and it fascinates uh-huh. me to see them then and then see them finished and I, I would and I appreciate and understand a little bit more of it maybe than the average person 
So if there's ever an opportunity for me to drive out there, I'll drive out there. I want to see it. All right. Well, yeah, it's man. just about two weeks away from being finished. So. Oh, my God. You got all the sod rolled out? Yeah. It's, uh, we're finishing up on the driving range right now. So. Oh, my word. Now, now how far up 71 are you? Uh as soon as you cross the Colorado River, it's on the left-hand side of the road. Holy so. cow. All right. I may I may catch up with you a little later off the air and see if we can arrange something. I'd really, I really would like to see that place. I would, well, man. I'm excited for you. Dumb. I'll do that. All right. Any parting uh, words for this audience of my helpless, hopeless golfers? What What is the biggest mistake we're all making? Well, you're letting your ego get in the way. Get on the key. <laughs> get on a tee that you can still enjoy the game you know you know i play with some hustlers on mondays every night monday's my only day off Hal. and there's a group of guys who are anywhere from um probably 50 to 80 something and we utilize all but the back tee boxes we we use them all and these guys to their credit are good but there's one guy whose ego won't let him play where he needs to play from he goes all the way to the forward tees where he's like a four from the from the very forward forward tees and he hits it about 250 or 260 so he thinks that's somehow better for him i guess it makes him proud when he can walk around and tell people he's a four but well i know better you know golf if you can be honest with yourself yeah. which that's very difficult for us to do in today's world sure. but if you can be honest with yourself and get on the correct tee, the game is more fun. Isn't it, and it is more fun. And, you know, I have no reason to ever look at the back tee again. I spent my <laughs> life on the back tee. <laughs> yeah, you've had enough, huh? There's no reason for me to ever do it anymore. Oh, so man. I'm not going to do it. I think, honestly, that's probably such very good advice to any golfer. Pick the place where it's going to be fun to go play, not where you're going to have three woods and, and driver off the deck trying to reach four pars. Yeah, exactly. Hal Sutton, thank you so very much for your time. On short notice, too, I recognize that. I knew it this morning, and if you just said no, I would have been... Okay, I'll, absolutely. <laughs> but I really appreciate you taking the call. Thank you, Hal. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Good day. Uh-huh. Adios. All right, Hal Sutton. Holy cow. Can't get much better than that around here, that's for sure. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. Time to take a little break here. And on the way out, I will tell you about Belleville Meat Market. Out there, uh, you go... I-10 to Sealy, you go 290 to Hempstead, then kind of meet in the middle. And in the middle on Highway 36, what you're going to find is Belleville Meat Market. Well, you'll find Belleville, and if you roll down your windows and follow the smell of delicious barbecue, you'll find Belleville Meat Market. They offer up delicious, full a full menu of pecan-smoked barbecue Monday through Sunday, 10 to 7. They got that pulled pork and homemade hot dogs out there now on the menu, too. I want to go try one of those hot dogs. I really do. They have on special right now 85.15 ground beef. 85.15 ground beef for just three fifty nine a pound when you buy 10 pounds or more. That's a pretty doggone good deal there. Of course, they have wild game processing. That goes on all year round. All year round, you can get legally taken wild game processed there in any number of ways. If you if you bring your deer in there, the, the best thing either bringing your deer or maybe bringing your family out, just bring it, make a list on the way there 
and drop that off in the meat market and then either go do your processing selections or maybe grab some lunch or just do all three and make a make an afternoon of it out there at Belleville Meat Market. You'll be glad you did, especially when that meat from your animal comes back a couple of days later. BellevilleMeatMarket.com is the website. You can go there and buy a gift box for anybody you care enough about to send them something absolutely delicious through the, the, I don't know how they ship it, but they ship it cold. It gets there. I've shipped it halfway across the country, and it arrived perfect condition. So anywhere around here, you can certainly do it. 42-plus years serving the greater Houston community, and I'll just say more than that. Pretty much most of southeast Texas, about half the hill country, and who knows where else people are coming in from to enjoy Belleville Meat Market. BellevilleMeatMarket.com. Your Rockets and Astros live here. We are Sports Talk 790. The conversation continues. This is the Doug Pike Show. All right, welcome back to Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. I'm sitting in an unfamiliar station on this big giant console we have in here. There are how many mics in here? One, two, three, four, five. Five places to sit, and the one place I always sit, the for some reason, the headphone jack just isn't working again today. I have no idea why. Let's go, though, but we're up and running. We're good. Let's go to talk to Rick. What's up, Rick? Hey, uh, how about them Oilers? God, don't even start, man. Yeah, that was awesome last night. And it, it really, it was. I, w- I was kind of happy to see... CJ Shroud a little bit emotional when the wind finally you know when it the, the clock finally ran out and it was done because a lot of these a lot of these athletes these days are so worried about their persona and and looking like a tough guy then he just man he was just a, a regular dude he was thrilled to death and the emotion overcame him a little bit and more power to him man he knows what job he's got coming up next and um, I think he'll be ready for it I was reading an article early this morning before you even even thought about waking up. That <laughs> it's kind of kind of his bio background was very interesting where he I'll came bet. from. But anyway, uh, man, I did something this morning I didn't never do at three thirty. I took Clayton to the airport. He's flying back up north. Yeah, for me. But man, I haven't been to that airport in so long. Oh my what gosh. a train wreck! You know, isn't it though? Night. Anyway, gosh. Anyways, what I was calling about was um, just this is just kind of a tip that I use, and it, I find it very effective for what I want to do. You know, people down here don't use steel traps very much anymore. Right. You know, the steel trap is all kind of the north, northeast. That, that's where it's big. Yeah. And, um, but we have hog traps. They're popular. Yeah. If you want to get your sin off of them, I'll tell you how I do it, and it works perfectly. Okay. And it also does great if you are hunting uh, crows or varmints. Is save all of your if you have a deep fryer, save all of your used cooking oil. Oh wow! Put it in a five-gallon bucket with a lid, and I'm gonna tell you something, a cow. And 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 here's if, if you I take dried. Uh, Flower bed mulch. Yeah. Like tree bark. Yeah. And I just put it in like a big sock or something and stoke it, you know, in there. 
and lay it out there. Oh boy, and yeah. Of course, I've got my calls and all that. I mean, when I go, I'm I'm doing it, you know. <laughs> but uh, I've uh, I got I spilt a bunch of that dead gum wall over here a while ago. So oh I'm no, yeah, there's that risk in the but back anyway, of the truck. But that's a really it's a great attractant and it's a great way, like even on your hog traps, to kill your scent. Yeah, that's a good call. And you know just. Wipe it on there, you know. I mean, brush it on there. It's great because it just the hogs will come to it too. Sure. I thought about you a couple of days ago. There were five crows outside my window in the back of the house, and just going at it. My wife said, "What is with those birds?" I said, "They'll go away in a second. and they finally did. <laughs> Man, they were loud. Holy cow! I have. To, I didn't hunt yesterday or today. But I had a guy. Uh, uh, um, Yes, it was no thir- Thursday. I, I think I already told you. Maybe we talked off air or something. But I, I had a I had a coyote come in. Yeah. Oh wow. And I had a guy with me who was not a really experienced hunter, and I saw him coming, and he was closer to Royce, mm-hmm. and he got closer and closer, and he's focused more on me. Okay. And I'm thinking, Royce, shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Finally, Ross kind of—he don't know what to do. So anyway, he—he oh, he busted this goat, and that sucker took off. And and I guarantee you, Forrest Gump couldn't have called him, man. Oh this my gosh! Yeah, they can off. run. Boy, they can cook it. I when they can. Need to. But uh, anyways, oh, okay. uh, I asked him. I said, "Why did you shoot the coyote, man? That's one of the reasons we're here." <laughs> and he says, "I wasn't sure what it was." Oh, I wow. said, "It was a coyote," and. And uh, he says, I, I just, he says, I just kind of froze. He says, he was close. I said, yeah, he was. And uh, anyway, kind of a funny deal. You never know what's going to happen when you No, sir, that's, that's why you go. You know, that's exactly that's why it. we go, Rick. All right, Pards, I'm going to let I'm you going, go. I'm going to go talk to Brandon. In the morning, first right, thing buddy. in the morning, I'm going to heat it again. I'll catch you later. All right, buddy. Bye. Thanks. Adios. All right, let me go get Brandon before we have to get out of here for the top of the hour. What's up, Brandon? Hey, good morning, Mr. Pike. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. Good. I, I enjoyed the golf uh, conversation that you had with Hal Sutton, and I just wanted, I wanted to share something. I got to go to the show Houston Open one time, and uh, Freddie Couples. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hit a, hit a driver and it went just, just left of the fairway and there was a pine tree there and this ball was laying right on top of the pine needles. Oh God! And I yeah. got to sit there from tent for, for about from about 10 feet, I would say. Oh, wow. And this caddy was saying, okay, 
you're 175 out and you couldn't see the flag. You couldn't see nothing. And he hit that ball and not a hardly a pine needle moved. And that's, that's what, when you talk about precision, you know, those guys, I watched John Daly uh, at the show Houston open on the, on a practice tee. And yeah, that's, that's fine. Smash it 300 yards. But when you can do precision like that, Mm -hmm. and to make a long story short, Freddie Couples did hit that golf ball on the green. Oh, my goodness. And, I mean, he hooked it just right. You couldn't see nothing. Mm. Absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing. And that's what got me the most. I'm like, you know what? These guys are not a pine needle move hardly. That's where Hal's talking about feel, too, and how feel's kind of been taken out of the game. It's just bomb and gouge now. And I, right. I understand that something needed to be done. And Hal put it pretty well. He said the game got away from us because there there was so much focus on longer and longer and longer off the tee that nobody was paying attention to what that was doing with those second shots. And second shots into greens when I started playing golf was usually somewhere between uh, an eight iron and a six iron. Six, seven, eight. That was the usual shot. If you didn't hit your drive real well, you might have a five iron or even a four iron in. And if you really mm-hmm. bombed one and it got, it caught a, it hit a sprinkler head and kept going on a, on a tightly mown fairway, you might have a, a nine iron in. But this driver wedge game that's out there now was just unheard of. Not that, not that many years ago. So it's, it's interesting. And that was a really good point he brought up at the, we were so focused on distance, and the balls change, and the clubs change. But he is also right that nothing but club head speed is going to generate distance. I don't care what club head you're hitting. If you can't swing it fast enough for that trampoline effect to take advantage to take advantage of that, and then if you see the very slow motion pictures of professional drivers hitting the ball and how that ball compresses and then springs off of there, if you can't swing it hard enough, it just comes off like a rock. And n- right. no, no ball and no club are going to make it go farther. And that's kind of what bothers right. me about what this rollback, if it ever does really catch on. I mean, we got till 2030, apparently, to really have to worry about hitting the balls we're hitting now. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I still don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. Well, I don't either. And like I say, I mean, I like the precision of the game where somebody can see something or do something. And I mean, well, I mean, they can't see it, but they know what they need to do. And I mean, the twist of the wrist or whatever to make it hook or whatever. And the precision of the game is what's really important, I think. Absolutely it is. Yeah, that's what it should be. And that's why, you know, like when he talked about around the greens, how it's changed there where everything is just shaved so tight that unless you, unless they haven't mowed in a couple of days, it's it's almost impossible for an average amateur player to hit clean chip shots out there because it's just so tight. It's very hard to get the club and the ball to come together at exactly that precise moment when it's going to work. And, and take yes, that sir. from somebody who has that problem, man. It drives me crazy. <laughs> oh, well. well. I have the you, same man. problem myself. I got All right. You. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. It's great to hear from Adios. you. Man. Adios. Yes, sir. Yeah, House talked about that with the reference to the Texas wedge, which is a a phrase that's been coined to to mean hitting putter from off the green. And he's right. I, I've seen guys at every level of golf use putter from six, eight, twelve, fifteen, twenty feet off the green 
because the turf is mowed to a height that really in the fairways in a lot of cases is mowed to a height that used to be not that long ago that would have been a a kind of maybe a slow green on a lot of courses so it's changed there's no question about it but i I, i'm still not convinced that everybody has to experience this rollback and with how pointing out that uh we're gonna want them by 2028 but you can still hit any ball you want until 2030 that gives me a long time to chew on this and um, but I guarantee you, I'm going to be the last. I'm going to be one of the last to switch over to some marshmallow golf ball. I'm not going to be one of the first. I want every yard I can get. In seven years, six years from now, I don't know how much club head speed I'm going to be able to generate. And these guys I'm playing with that are 75, 80 years old, they're not going to be able to hit it out of their shadow with some softer, mushier ball. Not sure I'm a big fan of this. All right, we got to get out for the top of the hour. When we get back, we're going to talk to Joe Gugino. On the way out, I'll tell you about Shooter's Corner, Palmer Highway at 29th Street in Texas City. Been there for 40-plus years, owned by Jerry and JTK. Two good friends. I am very proud to call them friends, too. They're some of the best gentlemen I've ever known in my life. They are outstanding gunsmiths. They build an incredible custom rifle. They have a nice selection of pre-owned and brand-new handguns, shotguns, rifles. They have ammo, optics, some camo, reloading supplies. And that's about it. It's just a gun store. They have that fantastic gunsmithing department, too, that where they even have the, the ability, if necessary in some cases, to machine and manufacture a part that's hard to find. I've had a couple of people say, holy cow, I don't know how they did it. I couldn't find one anywhere online, and somehow they managed, and the part's in, and my gun's shooting like new again. Can't tell you how many times I've heard from people who ask me where to take a gun down there on that side of town, and the simple answer, take it to Shooter's Corner. The Shooter's Corner, TX.com is the website. If you own, if you wear a badge for a living, you get a discount at Shooter's Corner, which I think is very nice. The Shooter's Corner, TX.com. This is the Doug Pike Show, brought to you by American Shooting Centers, the largest non-military shooting facility in Texas, and by Carter's Country, guns, ammo, and hunting stuff for more than 60 years. Now, here's Doug Pike. I'm sitting in this oddball seat over here, and I have to navigate my way. Hang on, i got to write a word here on this note, okay? Yeah, welcome back to the Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. Still can't get that other headphone jack to work, so I'm over here in the middle of nowhere trying to see all the way across to both screens, and I'm looking at one of them at about a maybe a 15-degree angle, but it's going to be just fine. It's nothing at all to worry about, and as promised, in this hour, I'm going to lead it with Joe Gugino. Let me get him on the phone. Click. Joe Gugino, he is Cosa's, Cosa Del Mar's uh Man, you're the you're the guy, conservation and community partnerships manager, and I would imagine that your desk, if if you've got a file cabinet, it's got to be bigger and bigger every year because you guys are constantly changing and and adding projects, aren't you? Yes, we are. Great to see you, Doug. How are you? Yeah. How are you? Great. Yeah, I'm fine. Great to talk to you as well. Oh, you're still up in Boston, huh? Yes, sir. That's home base, but uh, coast is based out of Jupiter, Florida, so I'm back and forth a lot and all over the country all year. Oh, good for you. Any snow up there today, by the way? 
Uh, snow hit the northeast and missed us here in Boston, but just like 40 miles north, they got like a foot plus, so I'm glad oh we avoided it. God. Yeah, welcome. Oh, boy, welcome to Lucky You. Okay, so in this yes, segment, sir. I want to talk about... Uh, I remember the last time we talked, it's been several years now, Coast had already immersed itself in, in a lot of really ambitious conservation projects. And then about, yes, I don't know, it's been about a month and a half or so, Hannah sends me this list of what's going on now, and the, it seems to have almost doubled. Start kind of at the beginning. When and how and with whom did, did Coast's commitment to conservation start up? Yeah, it's a great question. It was always at the heart. Uh, Coast was founded 40 years ago. So last year we celebrated our 40th anniversary. So yeah. all this work that we put together was looking back. And so we uh, celebrate our 40th, con- uh, 40th anniversary. We support over 40 different conservation organizations across the country and technically across the globe. Man, oh man, yeah, you guys just don't stop, do you? So let, let's get well, into, I want to go specifically into Marlin Fly. This is, this is yep. a project, the research project down in Baja, and uh, you decided to... to study striped marlin, which probably are the least understood of the billfish. What brought that on? Yeah, it's a great question. So we have a lodge partner there, Los Locos, out of Mag Bay in San Carlos. And the striped marlin population is super special, and we want to go down and find out more about it. And the cool thing about Los Locos, they don't use just gear, they use fly rods. So they're fishing from pangas, running 40, 80 miles a day, chasing these striped marlins on fly rods. And we went down and we satellite tagged 15 striped marlin in just two days. Holy cow. All on fly. That's all on fly. Exactly. Who, how, how, how did you choose the anglers who would, who would go at this? That's a great question. So the nice thing about Los Locos, they have a ton of awesome anglers there and tons of great guides, but we brought in basically guides in our coast of pros from across the country and some from Canada, from some South Africa, some from Florida, some from Colorado, basically our top coast of pros, as many as we could get there that knew how to fish, knew how to take care of fish and knew how to get them to the boat. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't have somebody out, some rookie out there who's going to let the let the fish dump the reel ten or twelve times and and be out there all day with one fish. How long when you've got that caliber of fly fishermen on board? How long does it take them to catch one? And those stripies are what running 120, 170 pounds somewhere in there. Yeah, about that. Yeah, some are, some of the smaller range, some of the yeah. bigger range there for sure. So what's the average fight yeah, time? We're fighting yeah, probably 10, 15 minutes for a good angler, wow. for sure. Yeah. Some a little bit quicker, yeah, some a little bit longer if they're really dogging you. But we're using 12, 14 weights to make sure we land them quickly. Yeah, that was a good idea. It's just fantastic. So what do you, you – you got these tags out there. How long are the tags going to hold up? That's a great question. So we put out 15 tags. Um, we had some that popped up after four months, some that are supposed to pop up after eight to ten months, and some that will be a year. Oh, wow. So of the four-month tags, we got six out of seven that popped up so far. Wow. Uh, we're waiting to get all the rest of the year. So, the, I mean, usually we're talking to scientists. You only get about 50% success rate, and that's good. So for us to be coming back and getting these tags, I mean, they're $5,000 a piece. So not very cheap. you got to make <laughs> sure that you're taking care of it, tagging the right fish, and making sure that they stay on the fish for the duration. Are these reusable tags, I hope? No, they are not. Oh, no. oh no. You can't just wipe yeah, them clean exactly. like a phone. You can't just take it back no, to the Apple store. That would just be too easy, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. So tell me about this Marlin Project, Marlin Fly Project film. Where can I find that? I want to see that. Yeah, it's a great question. So we released the first version of this fall. We're taking it off YouTube now, and actually we're going to be adding it to the Fly Fishing Film Tour kicking off next Saturday, January 20th. And I'll be running it over 300 stops across the country. 
Uh, and so you can go see that film live and that has that science pieces in. So the first film did not have the science. It was just the success of the trip. The next film has a little bit of the science pieces. So people can go see the Fly Fishing Film Tour anywhere across the country. Man, I really hope that it stops here. I, I got to MC uh, a fly fishing tour that came through here at, at Moody Gardens in Galveston a couple of years ago. And I hope that that tour stops here and so I can go see that film. I really want to do that. So I'm let, looking at it right now in Texas. The first it comes to Austin and it comes to Galveston, right? Moody Gardens, ah, that's April it. 27th. Yes, like sir. Oh, I've got to get on the phone. Yeah, I'll be on. Uh, I'll send an email down there right now, making sure I'm in line for that one again. So let's talk about ocean, ocean and, and coastal. This is uh, Joe Gugino from Costa Del Mar, by the way, on the program. Let's let's talk about ocean and coastal conservation in general. On a one to ten, how's the world doing these days? That's a hard thing to say. I mean, that we can either way. I can't accurately say that, but we can always do better, right? And that's what yeah. our goal is at Costa. Is we want to bring in our consumers, we want to bring in our customers, our anglers, our watermen, and into it with us. So we want to inspire that positive change, not like, oh, there's no way we can get it. We want to be able, like, everybody can have one action, and when we're coming together, that's when we have the biggest impact in conservation. Where Where are the sore spots? Would you say right now? What are we doing wrong? That's a great question. I mean, there's so many things that we didn't know we were doing wrong before, so we have to fix yeah. them. One of our big partners in Florida is Captains for Clean Water. So mm-hmm. they started as two fishing guides and now bring in watermen across all Florida, specifically fighting against trying to save the Everglades and trying to make sure that we're not putting in pollution to each coast, make sure we're storing that flow into uh, South Florida. That's just one example, and it goes across the country all the way up to, you know, Alaska and Bristol, Bristol Bay, and luckily – Last year, we officially cut down there will not be a mine in Bristol Bay, and that was a fight for many, many years. So it doesn't just happen overnight. It takes decades of commitment uh, to conservation efforts and community efforts as well, which is what we really focus on at Coach. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Yeah, I think the, the emphasis in, in projects is as big as some of these that you guys have undertaken and a lot of conservation organizations have undertaken. It, it, it is the commitment to a long-term fight because the first time you notice something's wrong and you tell the people who are at fault that it's wrong, they're just going to tell you, no, it's not, and go away. And you just you just have to bulldog right back to that same door over and over and over, don't you? Yes, sir. Good for you, man. I'm, I'm so glad you're doing that. On a, on a lighter note, George, or Joe, this is kind of funny. One of my listeners yesterday <laughs> when I talked about doing this interview with you today, he said, man, I need to figure out where I can get a nose pad for my glasses. One of my nose pads fell <laughs> off, and I don't know how to do that. And I said, well, have you, have you looked at the website? Uh, not yet. And he sent me an email just a little while ago. <laughs> I found him. It's like $2.50 a pair. So he's all there excited. 
Yeah, you guys are taking Appreciate care of you putting, That's the right way to go. The website definitely is the best. We're getting our care and repair center up board and our warranty and making sure that if you do have a pair and it was uh, broken, not your fault, we want to make sure to take care of it. And even if we have those little spare parts, it wasn't something we had in the past, but something we're trying to get up to capacity. So you make sure your sunglasses get back on the water. That's fantastic. I had a, a pair that was my absolute favorite pair of all time. And I it it was a... It was a tragic accident at what is that place <laughs> called? Um, it's an indoor golf, not indoor golf place. Oh, um, God, I can't think Top of it. Top golf. Top golf. Yes, thank you. <laughs> a, a terrible accident at Top golf from the the second level down to the first, and somehow I cracked a lens and. And Hannah searched, God bless her, all over the country for an identical pair to what I had before. And we couldn't find it, but I ended up with a replacement that was even better. And it's it's Perfect. worked out. That's yeah, man. You guys are you guys are the best. I appreciate your help. All right, Joe. Of course. What's what's on the what's on the drawing board now? Any secret projects you can tell me about? That's a great question. No secret project at the moment, but just to continue that, we're our, our core is still the same way. So we are yeah. just still committed to it. We're not going to change. We're not going to waver. So that commitment and that confidence in people that coast is not going anywhere. We continue to protect the water we love. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, without water, we. I, I man, I'm too much of a fisherman. If if you ever need any help with something over here, let me know. I'm just sign me up without even asking. Yeah, yeah, just call me up and I'm in. Thank you, Joe. We'll see you at the film tour. You bet, we'll man. Oh, I dare, yeah, are you coming down? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I'll come down. I'm going to be with a couple of them. Maybe the Texas one, but if we can get some fishing in afterwards, maybe you can uh, twist my yeah, arm. We'll come down, and make it happen. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Joe Gagino <laughs> from Costa Del Mar. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, Doug. Yes, Have a great sir. day. Bye-bye. Adios. That's, um, yeah, there was a time I was getting phone calls for a while from people who were who were disappointed when Costa changed uh, ownership in the customer service they were getting, and that has all been resolved. They, they heard and they listened to consumers who were having problems, and just like Joe said, they, they've renewed the commitment. And even little bitty things like those those spare parts that can sometimes go awry on a, a pair of glasses. Yeah, they they'll take care of you. And George found it. George found what he. Let me see what it says here. Oh, I I miss I misspoke the price. Costa Sight three dollars and twenty cents a pair. Surprise! All you got to do, you ask, and you'll probably get the answer you're looking for. With them, good people, good company, and their, their commitment to the outdoors and to the oceans is—it's bar none. I, there aren't a whole lot of organizations at the retail level that are selling product that could match what Coast has donated. It, it's millions and millions of dollars. All right, we got to take a little break here. On the way out, I'll tell you about Black Horse Golf Club, which is up on the northwest side. You can go out 290 to Fry Road and hang a south, or you can come up 99, and it's really a little bit faster, I think, to go ahead and, and loop back onto 290 and just drop down at Fry Road again, rather than take the the what some people think is a shortcut coming off of uh, 99 and going going back east on one of those roads over there. Either, either way that you get there, once you are there and you drive through the gates, you will see beautiful golf course on both sides of the little entrance road. And then from the time you get out of your car and go into the clubhouse until the time you pack it up and head back for the house, it'll be a totally relaxing, totally enjoyable experience 
unless you've had trouble with your game. And if that's the case, then run down to the other end of the range and get somebody on Marty Fleckman's crew to take care of you down there. Great food, great fun, great people, two great golf courses. Whether it's just you and a buddy or you got 200 people, you need to get out all at once to go have a good time. Black Horse will take care of you. BlackHorseGolfClub.com. You can set a tee time right now. BlackHorseGolfClub.com. We are Sports Talk 790. Houston Sports, where you go with iHeartRadio. Now, now, get more, Doug. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down show on sports talk 790 919 on sunday morning uh, we are going to play the texas temperature game in this segment and somebody needs to get in line who is willing to roll over here afterward and pick up if you win and maybe if you don't win even a pair of tickets to the automotive show uh, upcoming at the at nrg I think, what do they call that NRG um, Hall Center? What is it officially? Do you know offhand, Adam? Um, not quite your NRG Stadium. We'll just say no. It's not in the stadium. See, that's the thing. You can't say that. It's not right. But next door to the stadium, across the parking lot, you know where it is. Easy enough to find. Fantastic show, by the way. It was a it was a genius move. I believe it's there. I don't think it's at. Um, I don't think it's downtown. I'm 90% sure it's there. We'll have to double check. Do you have that? You don't have the tickets. No, Melissa's got those. Uh, Adam is typing frantically away, hopefully, automotive boat show or automotive show. Ting! And your answer is? Energy Center. Center. Energy Thank Park you. I got it right. I got it right. I, I doubt myself sometimes, and I don't know why, to be perfectly honest. So, 713-212-5790. It won't take you long to win those tickets. And just being that I'm the guy who makes up the rules, you'll be all right. Don't worry. You don't have to, you don't have to work at it too hard. Okay, I've got the wrong thing up here. i got to get that right. And once we get somebody lined up, we'll be in good shape. Sometimes you guys are slow to come over here to pick stuff up. I'll try to, I don't know if, I, if there's anything I, at my desk that I could use to sweeten the pot, as it were, and get you to come on over, but I'll try. I will. I've got to get the, let me, I'm going to take a look at the map and see if it will be any, in any way, shape, or form particularly difficult to figure it out. No, I don't think so. There's no, there's no tricks in this one. You know what's coming. You know what season it is. Any of you would have as good a shot as Adam. Now, Adam did, Adam did surprise me yesterday, and I believe he surprised. Um, was it, was it David who played yesterday? Is that correct or no? I don't think it was David. I, I wrote down a D. I know that because I was hastily doing that. He, his total miss, his total score was 15 degrees off. Yours was five. You feel pretty confident that you could do that again? I'm pretty. I've, I've been shooting pretty well. You have, yeah. You, yeah and it was, it was a Donald yesterday also. Donald, there you go. I knew it was a D. The only Donald I could think of was Donald Bond, who works at uh, Houston Gold Exchange. And he and I had a good visit the other day. I was trying to take a selfie with him which for, it's it's a long story. Don't, don't even ask. But I'm not good at that. And that. 
the four selfies I attempted to take on Friday afternoon were the first four selfies I've ever, I think, taken with other people that, that I personally shot and had on my phone. And I found out and I confirmed, I didn't find out, I confirmed how bad I was at selfies when I went back to my camera to forward them where they needed to be forwarded. The first one, I got the image, but it was kind of blurry. The second one, there was nothing but ceiling tiles in it. The third one was a picture of me looking at the phone to see the selfie I had just taken, thinking that was already shot. What what it turned out, Adam, is that when when I take a selfie with my phone, the image isn't captured for about another, I don't know, a second or a second and a half. So I would push the button, I would see something, and then I'd pull the phone down to confirm that I had gotten something, but I never actually confirmed what it was. And so there was a, a fourth one with Ed Arigi out at American Shooting Centers that just was a total train wreck. And then I had to go back in there and get somebody else from in there to take the picture with me. And that is the only one that was really, really good. And so I, I did the best I could. I wasn't very good at it. I know that. All right. Is Matt ready? He yes, wants sir. to play? Let's go. Yeah. Sign All him right. up. Bring it on. All right. Is it hot? Is it cold? We'll find out on the Texas Temperature Game. Heat is Because you're hot and you're cold. You're as cold as ice. That's it, isn't it? Here we go. All right. Get Matt on the phone. Let me do that. I got it. I got it. No. Uh, he on. is on the phone. Oh, he is. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Matt, you there, buddy? Yes, sir, Doug. How are you? I'm good. You think you can beat him? Uh, let's give it a shot. Okay. Hold on. I got to get my paperwork all settled in here and get the official actual numbers. I got that one. I got that one. I've got an A up here and an M over there. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, let me go first. Okay. Matt. Oh, what do you think is the current low temperature in the state of Texas? We'll go with uh, 33 degrees. 33. Okay. Adam, what do you think is the current low temperature in the state of Texas? Mm, I'm going to go just under that with 29. 29. Okay. Matt, what do you think is the current high temperature in the state of Texas? Oh, uh, let's go 56 degrees. Okay. And Adam, what do you think is the current high temperature in the state of Texas? I, actually, I was going to guess 56 too, but I'll I'll shoot for 58 then. 58. Okay, here's the deal, boys. And I'll, I'll give you one chance, Matt, to change one of your answers if you want to. Or are you going to stick? Oh. Um Let me let me change my my high temperature. Okay. We'll go 58. 58. Same as Adam. Okay. So here are the results. This is It's a good thing I make up the rules, too, because my listeners, you guys are... Mm-mm-mm. 
We got we got to find some way to study for this without cheating, of course. And, and it's clear that you didn't cheat. I'll just say that, Matt. Oh, good. The, the current low temperature in the state of Texas is 21 degrees. And that's, of course, all you, we all, as we play this game, have to remember the very tippy top up in the pan. Yep. And, well, not, yeah, just way up at the top, like where you can throw a rock into Oklahoma. It's 21 degrees in Dalhart right now, 25 in, in Perryton. So you missed Ooh, that one. Chilly. Yeah, you missed that one by 12. Adam missed by 8. And then on the high temperature, the actual high temperature is 63 degrees. So you bettered your bid from before, but you still had a total of 17 yep. to Adam's 13. So technically you lose, but there are Bummer. no losers in the Texas temperature game. So <laughs> Adam will get your information and we'll get you dialed in to come grab your tickets, man. How's that? Perfect. Sounds All good, right, Doug. Matt. Thank yeah, you. thank you. I'm going to put him on hold and let Adam take care of that. And... Um, Get us to the bottom of the hour. When we get back, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and catch this this break a little bit early. And when we get back, I'm going to go back to the monkey farm. And if you don't know what that is, oh, you'll find out. You'll find out soon enough, believe me. The monkey farm is what's going to be going in, well, maybe... The plan is on hold. I'll tell you more about it when we get back. We'll take this little break here. We'll be right back. The Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. This is Sports Talk 790. On the go with iHeartRadio. Friends, you've got to try it. The conversation continues. This is the Doug Pike Show. Show on Sports Talk 790. Thank you for listening. Let's go back to the monkey farm, shall Oh, by the way, I haven't done any of my little uh, one-liners, Adam, so remember what we're basing it on, right? Yesterday, the benchmark was set with, my girlfriend keeps accusing me of cheating, accusing me of cheating. She's starting to sound like my wife, in case you missed that one yesterday. And uh, you got to let me know whether this is better or worse. Did I tell you the one about boiling water or no? Not yet. Is that a part of the joke, or is that... No, this is... Okay. Well, no, I'm just going to... Rest in peace, boiling water. You will be missed. <laughs> That's... That, that might be worse? the worst one. That's the worst I one? I think it might be. Oh, no. Oh, no. Believe me, there are some that are going to be... This report worse. is sponsored by Tire... Wow. Nearly 3,000... Uh-huh. I don't know about that. Yeah. That was, Caught whoops. you. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, I promised only one. 
only one per segment, and I've, I've been remiss all day today because of my – I got thrown a curve when I walked in the studio, and that little – the little adapter, the little plug-in for my headphones, once again, down there, just in only that one. I tested all of them all the way around the console. There are five in total. Only one doesn't work, and that's the main one in the entire studio. And there, did, did Dan didn't even come in yesterday, did he? No, he was uh, a remote, so. So I was the last guy in, the only person to use this studio. It worked yesterday, and it didn't work this morning. Mystery continues, and I I just made a whole loop around there. All four, all of the other four, continue to work perfectly, and that one continues to refuse to work. No matter whether I try it with the large adapter or the small adapter, just that that port, if you will, is messed up. So down in Brazoria County, uh, there's a company I can't recall the name of it at this point. I had it, I had looked at it yesterday. A big company. And they originally intended and were given an okay by Brazoria County officials to put in a monkey farm down there where they would grow and experiment, you medical do medical experiments on monkeys. And that's a I talked to a couple of people yesterday, one of whom is a local veterinarian who is kind of torn uh, about that project and, and its scope and, and what it does. And, and right, I understand. I understand why he can see it both ways because the medical research is certainly necessary and will save human lives. <clears throat> Pardon me. But it still involves and still involves the use of medical or the doing of medical experiments on on these animals, these primates. So it's a tough call. But the bottom line was they wanted to put 43,000 monkeys on 500 on a big 500-acre track, which is a lot of room. But the concerns start to grow immediately when you stop and think. Now, first of all, I'm going to bet that almost every one of those monkeys would be housed inside. They would be indoors. So the the risk one one caller brought up the risk of mosquitoes biting one of those infected monkeys monkeys that had been subjected to some sort of thing that might be carried to humans if if transferred by blood maybe an infected monkey could be bitten by a mosquito the mosquito then bites a person the person gets some disease that we haven't seen in this country in a long time which by the way we are seeing because of not because of monkeys anywhere, but because of all the the traffic across our southern border and the allowing of people to come in without being fully checked out medically. And there there are some hot spots of things that hadn't been seen in this country in decades that are popping up. So anyway, the company kind of responded to some of the pushback it was getting from local residents and up to speed now has decided to only allow or only bring in, I want to say it was about five or 6,000 monkeys somewhere in there. I believe it was 8,600. 8,600, thank you. 8,600 long-tail macaques. I remember that. I remember what kind of monkeys they are. This is the first time that I kind of agree with PETA on anything. And I And maybe it's just one of those not-in-my-backyard things. Maybe that's all it is. I, but I just don't – but with the risk of hurricane and the potential for 
somehow, some way, a door or a gate or uh, an enclosure somehow be left open accidentally. I just don't want. I don't. I don't like the notion of any of that. Let me. Uh, let's go talk to Robbie. See what's on his mind today. What's up, Robbie? Hey, good morning. I'm morning. Listen about that that monkey farm, and I, it yep. reminded me years ago. I'm talking a long time ago. There was some sort of a lab research facility down near Catula, Texas. Oh yeah, South Texas. Yes, sir. And bunny huggers, tree, you know, whatever, PETA types broke in and set free. Oh, all that's the- right, they did. And for years, and I don't know if it's still going on, there, you'd be out deer hunting in the Oasis Bottom, and there'd be monkeys running around in the tree. They were breeding. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know if it's, if it's still there. My guess is I they just, are. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you'd be waiting on your buck or whatever, and a monkey'd be chatting at you, chatting oh, at you out of tree. As opposed cow. to, or, and you know, that happens. You know, you know, dear God, how bad it would it be if, if uh, Anthony Fauci got involved and they started doing uh, oh. mixed crossing, the, crossing those bats down in, in Wuhan, oh, China. Stop it. We'd have, we'd have Wizard of Oz flying monkeys. Oh, my word. oh, I didn't even think about that. Holy cow. <laughs> you, you. I, think it's, I think it's humorous. You've you know, been working myself. on that for a long time, haven't you? No, no, actually, that popped in my head about 15 seconds. That's pretty ago. good. Yeah, holy cow. All right. All right, Robbie. Thanks, man. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I'll see you. Adios. Holy cow. Joe, what's up, my friend? Hey, good morning, sir. How are y'all doing? I'm great now that I've got the flying monkeys off the air. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, listen, I called you last week uh, about that uh, blue sky. Yeah, uh, you did. Kayak. And uh, you had some female called um, and and gave me some good information. Yeah, that was but, Camille. No, you know, do they do do they do kayak trips? Her, does her company, her and her husband, do? Kayak she, no, trips they don't do kayak trips. But there are several people who do around town. And I think if you just maybe it's a little farther south, you're going to start finding kayak excursions. I know that down around Corpus, there are some some pretty lengthy paddles that people do as just tours through the through the. Um, bay system down there shallow water bays and that's that's a good way to to kind of break yourself into kayaking with some other people who are experienced at it that that would be where you'd probably have to go to get started doing that okay all right i appreciate the info and um yeah i'm looking forward to going to the show so maybe I'll oh see, yeah see yeah you'll I'll find somebody there. and camille will probably be there so if so just look for her go over to fishing tackle unlimited and just ask if Camille Null is there. And if, okay. she, if she's Sounds listening great. this morning, she'll let me know if she's coming in town or not. But my, my guess is that she and Scott are both going to be up here for a few days. Okay, great. All right. Thank you, my man. You Appreciate bet. You. Thank, Thank you, you, Joe. Yeah, that was a, a just yet another example of the resources available through this show. I, I don't know that much about kayaks. Uh, I do know a lot of people who do. And if you're looking for something very specific, I can always help with that. And it's not that I'm such a genius at all these different topics. I just know who to call. Same as when I was at the newspaper. People would come up to me and say, man, you sure know a lot about a lot of things. And and truthfully, I I sort of do, but I also know my limitations. And if somebody's going to ask me a question that I can't answer, I'm absolutely going to say, hold on. I'll go call this guy, or let me give you someone's number to call. And it tends to work out pretty well. Let me go talk to Greg here. What's up, Greg Burlocker? 
Happy New Year, Doug. Did y'all have a good holiday? Ah, yeah, it was all right. That's the- oh, I heard you talking about the monkey farms. Uh, yeah. My son, when he graduated, he uh, he uh, got about eight offers from companies that did building management systems, and he went to work for one of them. And uh, uh, there's a a large monkey farm in the Bastrop area. Oh wow! Okay, and uh, they they it, it's it's hiding in plain sight. They right. they. Uh, uh, keep it very, very quiet. And then, uh, as as one of the young guys, he would have to be on site. They they have seven by twenty four. Even though they've got a computer monitoring all the air conditioning, water controls. Oh, I'm sure there's some really bad there's some really bad stuff going there. He was under a non disclosure, and that's long since passed. Or else I wouldn't be bringing this up, but it's scary as hell, some of the stuff that these monkey farms, Doug. Oh, we need man. to fight this stuff with tooth, tooth and nail. And, and what uh, what happened is that, you know, he got tired of going there, and he'd have to stay there, you know, like a 12-hour shift on a weekend. Oh, wow. And just man man the controls. Well, uh, one of the monkeys got out of the, its, its uh, cage, and federal authorities came and dispatched this animal. Oh my goodness! While he was there, wow! It's like they could they could not allow this monkey to escape the facility. Yeah. So they killed it, and and, and I'm like, mm. when I hear monkey farms, there's all sorts of stuff we do not want in our state. Uh, I understand. Other that. people, yeah, that's fine. So don't don't think that oh we're just doing research and things like that. That's that's not always the truth. That's a good point. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that, man. You bet you, man. Watch out for those monkeys when you're outside. Oh, Holy cow! Everybody's getting scared. Uh, yeah, and I, I do understand though. I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make light of it, but gosh, what a mess! Thanks, man. Absolutely. That. Let's go fishing. Yeah, bye-bye. I'm ready. Bye bye. Oh my word! Let's get to something a little bit lighter again. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Doug. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. Hey, uh, the guy that was calling about the kayak excursion. Yeah. He can go to brazoriacounty.gov and then find the Parks Department link on it. And um, we have a program director, Nathan Murphy, that um, does um, kayak tours. And they actually provide the kayaks or you can bring your own. And they go different places, um, sometimes over in the Brazos River, sometimes over at San Luis Pass. Oh, wow. And a lot of times they'll have 12, 15 people that are going out there on these little um, weekend excursions. You know that that's fantastic because I didn't realize that program was there. That's the kind of thing that that is out there, and unless you're just immersed in it, you don't even know it's there. But I'm so glad you brought it up today. I really am because that's yes, that's going to give Joe a good place to start where he doesn't have to drive halfway to South Texas. Yes, sir. BrazoriaCounty.gov, and then just and then then you search kayak parks department. Oh, parks department. Find the yeah. parks department. Yeah, and then there'll be a programs link on there. Holy and cow! They'll, they'll, it'll you'll see the different events. It'll have like kids kids fishing events, sure. archery events, different things like that. What, what is as a, a quick aside? What is the attendance now at the kid fish events? Is it still good? Uh, well, it de- it depends on which kid fish events you're yeah. talking about the um port of freeport kid fish event which is a big one that they host every first weekend in may mm-hmm. down in freeport at the old um um old river down by municipal park right and they'll have they've had anywhere from 
250 to 400 kids that wow. will fill up and fish in it. And it's a two-hour event. They'll, they generally start fishing around 9, fish till 11. And then I'll be up on the stage weighing their fish whenever they sound the horn. Everybody sure. will come around and get in line. And they go up on the stage. I weigh their fish. And then the port director, Phyllis Satoff, she'll she'll take with a microphone and come have them go over there. And she'll interview each one of them That's up there fantastic. on the stage. So kind of gives them their little moment and what's what's in the, the spotlight what's the biggest fish you ever weighed at one of those kevin um i've had a couple of drum that were in the probably eight to 15 pound range okay, fair enough what's the littlest one littlest one it it, it use a postage stamp scale. even hardly it, yes it won't <laughs> even hardly measure 0.01 on a digital <laughs> hey it's a fish and there's a there's a there's a lot of those matter of fact most of the kids that are bringing fish up sure. um are bringing in a little piggy perks yeah and of course and, and they can keep up to 30 fish um to bring into the weigh-in oh my word and um yeah it's a it's a, a lot of times it's the first ever experience a kid gets to fish what do you but think? It, um, this is one of my the, the issues that I've had with a lot of kid fish events. And I got I got to cut you loose because I'm late, but I want to hear your answer to this question. What do you think is the return to fishing rate for those kids? You know, the first time, first ever fish. How many of them get a second fish? Oh yeah, well, out of, down here on the coast in Freeport, a lot of these kids. This is their first experience, and I'd say probably, I'd say sixty to seventy percent okay, go on good. to. to to fish okay. further on in life i've seen some of them that grew up in um from the time they were knee high to grasshopper well, sure are out of, out of school and graduated from college now that they um they participated in fishing tournaments all their all their um kid life yeah. and now they're adults that's fantastic yeah i'm hoping so because a lot of kids i know that some of these events around town here i would just uh you, you could just what happens is they get to go and they get all excited and then they get home and say hey mom and dad can we go fishing again like nah i don't have time no i don't have i can't afford a license there's so many reasons not yeah. to go but fishing is just something it's like it's even better than golf because it doesn't cost that much to just go fish some public water somewhere and if you catch something you do if you don't you don't but it's still yeah. it's so relaxing it's so good for the soul thank you for letting me know about that though about yes that sir whenever it gets thing. closer i'll call back and we'll talk a little more about the take a child fishing event that Port Freeport puts on. Absolutely. Anytime, Kevin. Right. Thank you, man. All right. Take, All right I'll see. Take you. care, Doug. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we got to make this last break of the program. On the way out, I'm going to tell you about American Shooting Centers out there off Westheimer Parkway between Katy and Highway 6. It is the largest non-military shooting facility in the entire state of Texas, and we do have some big ones. But this is the biggest. Ed Arigi bought the place a while back. He has improved it tremendously. I was just out there two days talking, two days ago talking to him about what's coming up, about what the latest is in this and that. And he just said, just keep them coming. Keep them coming out here. We'll take care of them, whatever they need. If you need instruction in any of the shooting disciplines, they can take care of that. If you want to work on your home defense shooting, the rifle and pistol range starts at five yards. If you want to dabble in long-range shooting, you can shoot targets out there up to 600 yards. There are three sporting clays courses. There are five-stand setups all over the property, about eight or ten, I think it is, trap and skeet fields. All of this is out there. More than 200 shooting stations. There's a pop-up silhouette range for 22s. 
There's a beginner's wing shooting area. The list just goes on and on. And it's a very safe environment, too. There are range officers all over that place watching you either directly or through monitors to make sure that everybody out there has a safe and comfortable experience. If you're on that rifle line and one of those safety officers walks up and says, hey, you can't do this or you shouldn't do that. Just tell them thank you and I and that you apologize for making that mistake and you won't make it again. They're not there to harass you. They're just there to make sure everybody stays safe and has a good time. Ed set this place up to be very user-friendly now at the clay target areas. You just take coins over there. You drop them in, and each of those coins is good for, I want to say, 50 targets, 52, I think, to account for a couple of misfires. Fantastic setup. It really, really is. AmericanShootingCenters.com instruction in all those same disciplines too to make you a better shot. AmericanShootingCenters.com. This is Sports Talk 790. Online at Sports790.com. Now, more Doug Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. Let me turn this down a little bit. Holy cow. Ow. That song, that's a toe tapper. That'll keep you awake if you're driving, I think. That would be a good one. I just saw a headline that our news director, Brian Erickson, sent over. And it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit confusing. But I still went ahead and read. The 2024 Golden Globes gift bags are worth more than what 98% of Americans make. And according to this, now what it says, if you win a Golden Globe, then you will have, you will receive a list of things that you can get as a thank you for all your hard work, I guess it is. And the total of everything in the bag, it doesn't say how many gifts these winners can choose to accept but the total value of everything in the bag is about a half a million dollars just what they need right and they're, they're supposed to pay taxes on those i'm sure all of them will do their do their duty and, and pay the government whatever it wants but yeah that's still kind of um most of most of hollywood is is leans in a particular political direction and why that would be okay for them and not for us yeah i don't know i'll 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 deal with that on 50 plus probably tuesday i might go back to that story i've already highlighted it there's just all kinds of interesting things going on and will be going on this year the good news is that we still have hunting and fishing and golf to allow us to disassociate from those things for small or long periods of shorter long periods of time however much we need and i think it's it's really important that all of us do that too you've got to take some time for yourself you've got to take some time uh especially the way things are in the world right now to just allow your brain to just kind of breathe and recover and not be thinking about something that scares you not be thinking about something that you you don't want to have to deal with, but you got to. There's already enough of that in the world. There's already more than enough of that. Oh, I think I made the throw on that one. I'm trying to throw 
pieces of paper that I'm finished with all the way down the length of the table and into the trash can. Oh, I thought I'd made it this time. I I made two almost perfect throws, but they were just wide right. Kind of like uh, kind of like the extra point. Oh, actually, that one went wide left. I think that extra point that we missed last night that, boy, everybody had a, a had to take a big, deep breath when that the only extra point Fairbairn has missed all year long, the only one, and it had to come in the game that determined whether or not we would make the playoffs. And there was a shot of him walking down the sidelines at one point after that. And very near the end of the game where you could see the expression on his face like, holy cow, if my missed extra point costs us this season, I'm going to feel horrible. But it didn't happen that way. It went the way we all wanted it to go, and I'm so glad it did. All right, we're very, very close to wrap-up time. What comes on after me today? Is it Fox News, Fox Sports? Yep, just Fox Sports. Okay, fantastic. And when are the college playoffs? I, I don't pay attention to that, honestly. You know, oh, you have to look as well. Is it tonight or tomorrow? Uh, well, uh, Monday, January eighth. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. So Monday evening, tomorrow evening, we will crown a college champion, college football champion. That that whole thing. Now they're going to what a hundred teams getting the playoffs next year, or something like that. I think it's twelve, actually, and it's a very. Uh, I, I saw one story yesterday that with certain scenarios of certain people coming into college coaching and bringing their names and being able to recruit super high-profile players out of that transfer portal and all these NIL opportunities these kids have to make boatloads of money. The, the person who wrote the story I read said, okay, here we are. We are pretty much at the end of college football as we knew it. It's just, it's minor league professional football. And in many cases, the, the players are already in, in college going to be making more than many or most of the players in the NFL, which I, I don't know where all this obsession with money is going to end although it it really never has it's always uh, almost always been about the money almost always let me see what this email is that just came in um oh yeah wide right always blame the crosswinds there's no crosswind inside of a closed stadium Everybody knows that sometimes. And they started, they replayed the, the kick a couple of times. Let's see if the, if the hold was perfect. Let's see if the, the snap was perfect. It's a, it's a game of very fast moving parts and very high intensity play and concentration and movement. Don't overanalyze it. Don't break it down frame by frame. Now, if you're trying to see if somebody scored a touchdown or not, sure, go ahead. But a lot of this stuff is just, I don't know. I'm a little bit disappointed in that. That's why I like to fish and hunt and play golf. I know that I'm just, I play golf the same way I fish and hunt with a lot of intensity. But I know that my, I know that my next meal doesn't depend on any of those three things. Thank goodness. So I just go out and have fun and enjoy whatever, whatever more life God gives me. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it to the best of my ability. All right. We're going to get out of here. Tomorrow's going to be ugly. 
just brace for it, be ready, and, and try to plod through it. And we'll see what happens after that. I'll be back live Tuesday on 50 Plus on KPRC. And then I'll be back here one week from yesterday at 7 a.m., God willing. Thanks for listening. Get outside. Have some fun with your families. Adios. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.